album concept hour. The album concept hour. It's the album concept hour. Welcome, everybody, to the Album Concept Hour, the podcast where we break down concept albums track by track. And uh, this week is no exception. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're at like 106. We're, we're, uh, we're, really, we're really getting through the, uh, all your classic concept albums, uh, new and old. And uh, th- this week is no exception. Uh, I am your host, Brad LeBaron. Uh, we have John, you just heard a second ago, and we have Jake the Snake Foster with us. What's going on, guys? You guys excited hey. for uh, Redheaded Stranger today? Yeah. Always yeah, down. very excited. Yeah, yeah. I always uh, uh, love running into Willie Nelson when we, you know, he's involved with something on the podcast. Because um, the more I learn about him, the just the cooler and cooler he seems which makes sense you know um but yeah so today we're doing willie nelson's red-headed stranger from 1975 and uh yeah i uh just before we get into it i really enjoyed the the story that's set out in the album and it's really this is really a concept album very much so yeah yeah they said he set out to make a concept album yeah, yeah. Like, and he even, did it. And what's interesting is even though it's, I, I don't think I've seen this, like, <laughs> I, I feel like we haven't had a concept album with this many covers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like we might have run into a few covers here and there, but, like, generally, the nature of a concept album is that it's so specific that it would be hard to just find a cover that kind of fits into the the, the overall concept. But uh, yeah, he was able to find quite a bit of uh, you know pre-written uh, material and stuff that inspired him that he incorporated into this. So um, yeah, yeah, uh, a really, really, I can see why it's such a, a you know classic album of his. But yeah real cul- uh, culmination i think uh, probably of of all of his talents uh, and i think we talked about this album when we talked about the outlaws album this was the one that yeah. he had been i think he'd been recording yeah. that this one like when that one was released because that was released in like 75 right and this uh, was my, rec- my yeah this yeah. Was, yeah i think you might be right and this was recorded in january of 1975 the wow. first one, the first one on Columbia's label, and he had like left music, like we had talked about on that episode. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so this was the that first one. Fucking crazy, because wow. that was, uh, you know, that was like an accomplishment on its own. Um, and then you know, next to to Wanted the Outlaws, uh, which uh, released in '76, but um, yeah, yeah. This uh this would have uh come out right the year before uh wanted the outlaws. But... And this that would kinda like take off on his um the outlaw country bit that this is definitely yeah. um definitely a part of. So Yeah, yeah. So that's that's uh that seems to be our kind of uh country of choice here on the, the album concept hour is outlaw country. Uh, that's good. I, I really everything we've run into so far 
you know, connected to Outlaw Country, I've I've appreciated. Right from our first country album, Johnny Cash. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, even yeah, even the second one. What was what was that Dixie Chicks album? But like, Taking oh, that's true. Way. They're they're oh. even they're especially outlaws, you know, because of what happened with them. So and Taylor yeah, Swift was an outlaw of. because <laughs> she was moving against her record label and and the people yeah. that were taking her music. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. to a degree. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. If you um, consider Taylor Swift country, but and the no, outlaw, I, mean, I, are, I, I the, think the, I think she's country. It was country. I agree with that. At yeah, that point, yeah. sure. But yeah, no, she's 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 fighting off people left and right with different uh, right. controversies. Her and uh, Damon Albarn recently uh, had a had an internet uh, exchange. Internet beef. Uh, yeah, it it was it's you should just just look it up guys it's dumb it's just it's just a dumb fucking like you know exchange between you know two people that uh are you know more successful than most people you'll ever know uh and uh i don't know i just think some of these uh some of them are just silly but um yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, she's you know there's there's outlaw country all over this podcast. If you want to learn more about it, you know, just go back to some other uh, episodes of of those, and uh, uh, yeah, you you can catch up a little bit. But um, yeah, we uh, we have what fifteen tracks here for uh, Willie Nelson's uh, Redheaded Stranger, and uh, let's see, do we want to give a little synopsis before we get going? I mean, I suppose it kind of, kind of, guides you uh, into it a- along the way, but why don't we play the first track and then we can talk about uh, some of the, what's going on in the album. You left him for someone. She left me high. And he cried like a baby. Scream like a panther in the middle of the night. Have you guys ever screamed like a panther in the middle of the night? Well, it depends upon what I was doing. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey. Anyways, <laughs> hey, Brad, so I got, I got a question for you. Yeah. Was, was picking some of these clips a little hard because he draws out his sentences a little bit actually no this time uh, i know that was was uh uh difficult in some of the later uh, last ones but um no for this there's so many short tracks that okay. it was super easy actually to pick okay. for, for this one um cool. like total it's only like 33 minutes long and it's got yeah. 15 it tracks so um yeah there's like there's i think the longest track is Five minutes and twenty seconds, um, but yeah, other, otherwise a lot of like around minute tracks or more or less. Standards on too. What's that? That's about one of our standard tracks. That we're yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It's, it was. Yeah, it was nice. This one was really, really nice to to prepare for. Yeah. Uh, and I also watched the movie to to prepare for it, uh, since I had some free time. Since I still. I'm testing positive for the novel coronavirus, so I can't leave my home. 
Um, <laughs> so I spent my time watching Willie Nelson uh, kill his wife and then uh, uh, live, live a life of crime, then kind of redeem himself and then, you know, come back and, and uh, you know, then, or what am I trying to say? He, he, he kind of redeemed himself by the end of the movie. Um, I'm not going to try to talk too much about the, the movie plot, though. It's very similar to the plot that's going on in the album. But, um, yeah, it starts, though, with a preacher guy. Willie Nelson's character is a preacher. And uh, it kind of simply just sets, uh, in this track, it just kind of simply like sets the stage as um you know the the beginning of the story uh he gets married he falls in love um and then you know she leaves him uh he finds her at home with another uh, another man and uh you know his heart's broken and the oh and then the, the last line and the lesson's begun so very very much a standard intro track for a concept album and i think this is the only song that is written by willie nelson that it has words in it on this whole album really huh like that goes the rest of them the are uh like instrumentals like that last one bandera is uh, yeah yeah sister, yeah right and then i don't I don't know. There's know the time that... of the preacher theme that's like three, two yeah. different times, and mm-hmm. first one's time of the preacher. So when we say most of them are cover songs, yeah, we mean it. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Say, that that really talks to the strength of the fact that we were saying that. You know, like, yeah. These are these are country covers. <laughs> well, it's a it's a cohe- it's a fairly cohesive story too. Right, so, that's you know. why it doesn't you'd never know. Yeah, I love it when yeah. We come together, you know. Yeah, and they yeah. all sound like Willie Nelson songs. Like well, I he... think that I think one of them he it's based on a uh, uh, what what is their name? Uh, Wavanito Rosas uh, did the or over the uh, over the ocean over the over clouds. the waves over the waves over the waves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did over the waves, and then I guess he based, uh, or the, the song he plays later is based on that. So I think he might have, for that one, wrote lyrics for what was a classical tune. So okay, I, sure. I think there is a little bit of writing for him. From yeah, him he said arranged. It does say arranged. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's doing yeah. a lot of like like co-writing or whatever. The which was. <laughs> oddly in the uh, Taylor Swift controversy that I was just talking about. Um, but the Hueventino, however we are going to choose to say it, yeah. uh, Rosas, he was a Mexican composer and violinist. I mean, we can talk about this when we get to it. Yeah, he yeah, passed yeah. away in 1894. So, I mean, this is yes. a very... He passed away before this, this uh, story is set. Right. You know, this story is set in... Uh, in the year 01 and that's 1901 for this one so um yeah yeah this is this is like uh you know your your typical kind of western setting um 
you know, the movie especially was very, very much a Western setting. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, there's uh, it it it's a really nice uh, you know, kind of establishing of uh, of a motif, and uh, yeah, the next track it really uh, heats up pretty fast. Um, hold on, is this the? No, wait, never mind. Couldn't no. believe it was true. Yeah, yeah, I could. Eddie it was Arnold true. and Wa- Wally Flower. Eddie Arnold, uh, very famous. Okay. Okay. Uh, country music singer. Yeah. Wow. I'm still blown away, I guess, by the fact that this is mostly covers. Because I, I wrote down like like some of the covers, but I didn't realize that as many as you said were were covers. Uh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's amazing. Um, Make the yeah, world let's... go away. That's one of his songs that he made famous. But okay, okay. Well, uh, this is I couldn't believe it was true. And my eyes filled with tears, and I must have aged ten years, and I couldn't believe it was true. Wally yeah. Flowers, the other songwriter in that one. Uh, this whole album, we I don't think we've noted yet that it is his band, which is the first time that he's been able to use his entire band. Hmm. During a recording okay. session, he's uh, because he was given creative control at Columbia Records, he was able to use his band that he wanted to, rather than use, you know, do the Nashville thing with... Um, with, Although with, uh, it was a it, random studio Chet, musicians that they put yeah, in place. Yeah, Chet Atkins, um, you know, had a lot of success, but it just wasn't Willie yeah. Nelson's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, he was, he was, he was an outlaw. You know, he yeah. was, uh, <laughs> he was, he, he marched the beat of his own drum. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have Him Bobby and... Nelson on piano. Yeah. Uh, B Spears on bass, Jody Payne on guitars and mandolin, Mickey Raphael on harmonica, Bucky Meadows on guitar, Billy English on on drums, and Paul English, who we talked about during the Outlaws okay. episode about me and Paul. Oh, that Paul. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. So Man, so this is this is a straight up classic, like like out of the gate for William Nelson. This is this is him, like creatively uh, doing at, his like, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm surprised at how like relaxed it is, considering like how much cool stuff is going on in the like in the you know instruments and. Well, I guess it's the fact that it's like a lot of maintaining uh, uh, the fact acoustic. of maintaining the concept. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, maybe like the sounding kind of old timey. Uh, right. Is, is part of what's happening there like john you you said that during one of those songs in the end john yeah <laughs> sorry so john's uh, uh john's screen is john's screen is black so i don't know when he's like no, actually you're paying attention or not <laughs> i try to remember what i said <laughs> well yeah. you you said it sounds like an old-time saloon like yeah yeah oh yeah totally like that one of those songs like and in, in the middle of the end yeah like mm-hmm. sounds like mm-hmm. a bar fight you know like at a saloon you know with that that ragtime like uh piano in the background 
know? Yeah, yeah. Honky it, tonk sound. It sounds exactly, so old fashioned. Really Western y, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like it's uh it's it's definitely, you know, outlaw country, but it's also like got this extra layer to it, you know? Yeah. Um well, they, but... again that that really goes to show like he despite the fact that this is like a combination of heavily covered songs and some some of like handwritten like you know songs the thing yeah it's like it's all melding together very well and that's yeah that, 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 that's cool you know it's yeah. rare yeah yeah it's it's kind of uh it's, it's kind of like uh what's going on a little bit marvin gay in the sense that the uh tracks literally do flow into one another like uh, it, it almost sounds like it's a one take of this whole album. You know, it you can watch somebody sit on a piano, play this part, and yeah, everybody else is kind of like coming and going as their mm-hmm. like part yeah. is being played. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's and it, they're, it, they're they sound sometimes like two or three of the tracks, maybe even are recorded one after another because there's not even much of a like the it's barely faded out before it starts again, you know, which is kind of hard to hard to do if you're, you know, not literally playing it through to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I think that I mean I want to think that this is just like a one time playthrough, and everyone just is doing like what you said. Although I know it probably it's is you know more complicated than that, but it definitely sounds that way. Um, and this song. Time of the Preacher sets the rest yeah. of that up. Yeah. For what we're going to oh, go yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, before we get to it, uh, just a little bit of it, I, I couldn't believe it was true. Uh, this is the song that he's kind of, this describes what he's mentioning in the first track, which is discovering. Right, I guess the last track. Yeah, I forgot we were on the second track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started talking about the transitions. and. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do have an example of that in a second. Um, But yeah. Uh, uh, I, I like that he has, uh, and my eyes filled with tears and it must have aged 10 years. Uh, it really helped with the, the movie, you know, because <laughs> literally he had aged 10 years and, uh, it was kind of written into the, the songs. It came up at some point in the movie. Hmm. Um, there's like the, the movie is like, like, it's really cool how they put the music in it. It just kind of, they just kind of drop certain lines from the album into key parts of the movie and uh it's not really like in your face you know but um highly recommend the movie though i can't can't recommend that one enough but uh yeah we're going back to uh after he discovers this this uh adultery that he he can't it just 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 destroys him and destroys his mind um we get to time of the preacher theme and uh, what I've done is I have a transition between uh, Time of the Preacher and uh, the medley that is uh, Blue Rock, Montana, and Red-Headed Stranger to kind of demonstrate that transition stuff. In the year of one Now the lesson is over and the killers be gone 
they rode in blue rock dusty and tired ain't got any room for the night see like that doesn't sound like there was they even stopped playing between those two songs and that's two separate tracks <coughs> yeah yeah those two tracks that was three and four yep three wow. and four yeah yep. yeah yeah just such a just perfect transition oh. if you weren't looking at the tracks you wouldn't know um and it could be one of those things where it was maybe one just one song to oh, begin that's, with but they that's separated as good as, that's as good as some of the ones we did when we did um like uh uh the wall you know oh yeah the wall's got a that's, lot of those that's as good as some yeah. of those yeah definitely you know? definitely so and harder uh, to do with acoustic bruce lundvall was uh Colum- was the columbia president and so yeah. he had uh suggested that the album be sent to nashville pro- uh producer billy shrell for overdubbing uh jennings yeah who i think we know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Waylon Jennings uh, W-A-Y called Linval a tone deaf ear, a uh, tin eared son of a bitch. Oh, and it's S O N O F A, like it spells it out, but it's son one of word. a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he first heard it, Sherelle asked, Did he make this? Is talking about the president once again, or the, the producer in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, Sherelle asked, did he make it in his living room? It's a piece of shit. It sounds like he did this for about two bucks. It's not produced. But Nelson had that creative control we talked about. Yeah. And so it was released without further modifications. So. Oh, oh, so he didn't like the production. Yeah. And a lot of, there's a thousand reasons someone said that uh, Columbia executive Rick Blackburn said, thousand reasons it should not be have been a hit, but. Because it took on Willie's personality and became a hit for the right reasons. Yeah. Because it was Willie Nelson, it was Willie's statement. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, I kind of have to agree with what he said because it isn't really very produced. It's like, that is its strength, is that it is, uh, you know, there's like a slight kind of reverb on some things here and there, but like, for the most part, it's like, pretty raw but that's intentional exactly yeah 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 no i i but like it's not like too like produced though like it's the it's not like tweaked too much or anything like that you know what i mean uh Mm -hmm. which i think as uh you know someone looking at the it just from a business standpoint is like oh that's that doesn't fit in with everything. yeah this is the first album we're releasing on our record label for him and this is what we're gonna put out uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can kind of understand, like, both of their kind of perspectives on that. But, uh, yeah, Willie knew uh, what was what was going to work, you know? Um, oh, uh, and uh, just before we move on to another track, uh, theme-wise, this is a really interesting point in the album because it's where uh, uh, they also transition from uh, the third person to the first person. So... In uh, track four, um, he is uh, speaking in the third person now. Well, he ride rode into Blue Rock, dusty and tired. But uh, yeah, the the third track is a reprise of the first track, but there's a change to the end of and the lessons begun to and the killings begun. 
So um, yeah, kind of a kind of a vague uh, threat left on the air at the end of three, and then uh, yeah, track four is where uh, we'll we'll call it the inciting incident <laughs> occurs. I mean, the I guess I, I suppose if you if you wanted to say the inciting incident is the him discovering the adultery, you know. But uh, yeah, so he, uh, he he gets real sad about about the adultery situation, and uh, he uh, walks into the saloon where his his uh, former wife and her new lover are hanging out, and he murders them. He just uh, he just shoots them in cold blood right there in the saloon, and uh, while they were smiling, still uh, he says. And they smiled at each other when he walked through the door, and they died with the smiles on their faces. They died with the smile on their face. So, yeah, Preacher Man, like, really, really took a dark turn, like a 180 here in, in track four. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty wild, wild west for you, though, you know? Yeah, yeah, One yeah. One minute, minute you're having fun playing poker, and the next somebody's shooting you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah before you can even finish finish your joke you know you're you're just you're just on the ground smiling uh it's uh i gotta say too um they do i feel like they do a much better job of uh kind of redeeming the main character in the movie than the album necessarily because the album like he does get a redemption and it's a nice cool like you know a redemption story for someone that like doesn't deserve it or whatever uh but he does he does like kill a couple women in this album i just need to like point it out um but uh yeah yeah starting with you know killing his his for his wife and uh her her lover and it's, it starts him on his path of uh of being an outlaw literally like in the well not literally uh, uh, uh figuratively i guess <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah yeah and the they end they end the song with don't boss him don't cross him he's wild in his sorrow he's riding and hiding his pain so uh yeah yeah don't 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 cross him uh this next track we have here is um Oh wait, um do you know uh uh if Blue Rock Montana is written by someone else, Jake? Uh it you... said a couple other people. Okay. Um it is for written by Edith Lindemann and Carl Stutz as well as Willie Nelson. Wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. You know, I think the fact that it's it's covers too doesn't m- makes it like you know, not quite as bad as the main character because he's like literally picking from right you know, pre-existing right. things. You're, you're trying to get the feel. Yeah. You're not going for the depth. Here. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you go straight up with with what happens in track by track, he does he does some bad shit. <laughs> uh, but he's you know talking about the story here. You know? Yeah, We're yeah, yeah. On the movie, kind of. Well, and you know? and this well, and uh, this next track is where he like is kind of. Uh, he has his first kind of regret uh, in in the uh, story 
because uh, it's Blue Eyes uh, Crying in the Rain. Oh, this oh, is the one that everybody knows off this album. This is the mm-hmm. the Willie Nelson song that's off of like on his greatest hits that I knew mm-hmm. growing up and uh, re- released. Written by Fred Rose in 1945. First recorded by Roy Acuff, and then Hank Williams Sr., yeah. and then later by Willie Nelson. And I have a fun fact about the song after we listen to this track. Here is Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. Love is like dying in Yeah, so um, according to uh, this person uh, on Genius, George Plant, who uh, is has apparently a, a you know cites something here, um, "Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain" is the last song uh, Elvis Presley played in the early morning on his piano uh, before he died later that day. Wow! Uh, so that could be that could be you know legend or it could be. Uh, uh, fact, uh, who knows when it comes to Elvis, but that's, that's one of the, you know, things out there. So, um, and he, he did also famously, um, you know, have, uh, his own, you know, rendition of it, but, um, yeah, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a big one. It's a, it's a big famous fucking tune and, um, a beautiful tune. Yeah. Real, like- um. Uh, you really see someone just like picking it, you know, like sitting at home. Just, yeah. Don't, don't do that, you know? Yeah. Kind of like what I was saying earlier. Like, I feel like I could drink to most of these songs. Like, I feel like I could sit down and like just, just drink a six pack listening well, to these is, tracks. This is a sad one, too. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you want to get like sad too. drunk, you know? But, um, yeah, this one especially is just like, you know, love is like a dying ember and only memories remain. Bro. Uh, and through the ages, I'll remember blue eyes crying in the rain. You know? it, it's the sad boy song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is emo. This yeah. is uh, this is Willie Nelson's emo track. I was asked last week if I was emo. Oh, yeah? By a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting and, yeah, you just the other teacher in the room was like you can't ask him that and i was like i don't care like i'm not <laughs> what were you she wearing? was older she was older i don't think she she knew it exactly what it meant but <laughs> were you wearing uh eyeliner with your hair like, you know strained? i wasn't i was wearing oh, okay. my two masks and um yeah, you weren't wearing shirt. your you weren't wearing a My Chemical Romance. Oh no, I what I you know what I was in all black. That was why. Oh, that I got was the it. Question. Okay. Yeah, well, that was why. That's yeah. it. Yeah, my friend it's thought like that I was a goth one and... time when I dressed all black. He's like, "Are you a goth?" I'm like, "What? What do you mean?" You get one or the other, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like I have, I have bl- black pants, I guess. <laughs> um. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he acknowledges uh, the passing of time here. Now my hair has turned silver. All my love, I've life I've loved in vain. And uh, I can see your star in heaven, blue eyes crying in the rain. Which, you know, in the context of, uh, you know, it being like, you know, a song pre-written by someone, it's fine. But 
I uh, I have to say, looking at this thought, those lines, considering you know that he murders her in cold blood, it's like maybe you shouldn't have murdered her, <laughs> you know. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have uh, another transition track, though. Oh, actually, actually, no. Before that, we have uh, what? Uh, what do we? What do we? The call title this? track, John. Oh, the the title track. What is it called, John? I can't. Oh, I don't oh, understand red, red title track. Stranger. I don't understand title track. Do you have a? Do you have another term for that, John? The redheaded stranger. The title. He's track. not getting it. He's not. The, he's the not titular. It. It's the titular track. Oh, it I was giving you once. I gave you twice, and <laughs> oh. I knew. And the, I was like, "We're not going to let this go on too long." I'm like, no, I, I cannot let go of this. I think I've said titular like. I think I've said it every time. It's been it's been oh, applicable. It's, it's just every time. But, um, yeah, check check me on that out there. If you want to go listen to all, you gave me twice. No, it's okay. This is why I like being in studio. I'm more aware of what's going on. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> and for and right now it's just uh it's just a black void for us. So like you know, no. yeah, we don't <laughs> even know if you're out there. The whole invitation thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Uh, this yeah, song this was written by Edith Lindemann and Carl Stutz, and wow, even this uh, wasn't Willie written, Willie Nelson uh, wrote this concept album <laughs> or whatever based it around this song. Okay, okay, I see. So here is Redheaded Stranger. Stranger went free, of course, for you can't hang a man. For killing a woman Is trying to steal your horse This is the tale of the red-headed stranger And if he should pass your way The original single says Arthur Guitar Boogie Smith Arthur Guitar Boogie Smith Yes, from 1954 Alright Good name Mr. Guitar Boogie over here. And the B-side was Sobbin Women. Sobbin Women? S-O-B-B-I-N apostrophe. Oh, Sobbin Women. Sobbin. Oh, okay. Like women but... that are are sobbing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lyrics uh... were written by Edith Lindemann, the entertainment editor of Virginia's Richmond Times-Dispatch. And Carl okay. Stutz was a musician who worked as an accountant and high school mathematics teacher. He composed the music. Huh. That's, huh. There's so much, there's like so much rich history with like each one of these tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like um, because in a talk, I, I can't remember where this is in this Wikipedia page on uh, Redhead and Stranger, but it talks about how he picked all of these in most of country music was like picking singles. And so the fact that he was able to pull all these different singles out and create this thing that was so cohesive. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah. I want, I want more concept albums that are in this format, honestly. Oh dude, we should make, we should just make our own concept albums, guys. We should make playlists that are just our own concept albums. 
We'll have an endless list. (laughs) Of the projects? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we run out of projects, we can just get into our weird, like, playlists that are just smash-ups of other concept albums. Uh, My friend Ian and I had a whole bunch of songs that were going to go into something like a concept album. We had a whole list prepared. Ah, okay, okay. We had titles of the songs, like we were... I don't remember any of them, and he didn't either, because we were probably drinking at the time we thought of these titles. But he lost the list, so they're gone forever. But they were great. So things like that, you know, write them down. Keep them in a Google Doc. They're not going to go anywhere then. Write them down. You can record them on your, like, Note app or whatever, on your phone usually. Well, if you have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah, you can speak it. You can dictate it or something. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's really, it, it is like the most important part of the creative process is. Just oh, here's, here's, here's a good one. In 1996, uh, his, I, I know I'm mis- mixing all these reviews in, in between, but his redheaded stranger, Willie's yeah. obviously was Sergeant yes. Peppers of country music. The first record uh... to follow a coherent theme instead of merely compiling radio singles. Okay. Okay. So this is so yeah. Literally, wow. then, like, yeah, like what Sergeant Pepper is literally going outside the box. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Sergeant Pepper is what sixty-seven. I want to say yeah. sixty-seven. Um sure. But um, yeah, yeah. That's that's a really good way to to put it because that uh, uh, I mean. There was always like we, we as we found there's plenty of people that have been doing weird conceptual shit, but um I think yeah. country always country, is though. very late to change. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is yeah. that a good is that a good sentence? That uh, makes sense. Uh, I would not yes. I could not yes, speak on that, that authoritatively. Authoritatively. I mean it's yeah. Not always I, bad, but yes, country is very late to change. That's that's true. Yeah. So, um, and well, yeah, Willie so, Nelson to to bring the change. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very old uh, you know style of music. Um, so that that you know makes sense. Um, but yeah, this track uh again is you know earlier they mentioned it uh, I guess in the track before. Don't cross him. Don't boss him. He's wild, wild in sorrow. Um, but this track is where it he takes it from like <laughs> so like he in the in the in the last in the last few tracks he murdered his his wife in the saloon and in this track it, it basically like a girl is uh uh you know kind of flirting with him at the saloon and he has his his horse and his wife's uh former wife's horse uh with him and you know he's he's just mad as hell. He doesn't want anyone talking to him, and uh, she like follows him outside, flirting with him, and like tries to touch his horse. And I guess he takes that as her about to steal, trying to steal the horse, and just guns her down right there, like <laughs> immediately. Uh, and 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 she gets she gets buried. So um, again, in the context of the full album, it's just like, man, this guy like really sucks. But um, you know, 
in the movie again the movie does a very much better job of kind of painting the redemption uh tale a, you know yeah, too, you know um but he he does he does do this as well but in to to be fair in the movie she is actually trying to steal his horse whereas in the in the song i don't get the feeling that she was literally trying to steal his horse it mostly just says that uh you know after uh, the yellow-haired lady was buried at sunset, the stranger went free, of course, for you can't hang a man for killing a woman who's trying to steal your horse. So here it more, mostly just seems like it's kind of, kind of, you know, giving a little wink to the, the audience and, you know, saying that, um, you know, it is, of course, wrong, but no one's going to, you know, like, do anything about it because it's the Old West and, you know people got away with injustices um but they're not really getting deep into that or anything but um but yeah yeah in the movie though he's much more um see he mostly seems to be justified his killings besides the the his wife and lover incident that still is not like you know not not a cool way to deal with a breakup i'm just going to put on record here uh if you can avoid killing your ex-lover and her new uh, boyfriend, that would be really, really key. You know? That's preferable. That's yes. preferable out there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the next track, uh, we uh, have another transition uh, track uh, between 7 and 8, and then we'll go on to a uh, break. But um, this is going to be Time of the Preacher uh, again going into Just As I Am. In the year of one And just when you think it's all over It's only begun Yeah, so that is uh, Time of the Preacher into Just As I Am. I do got to say, I, I really enjoy the instrumentals on this. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're, they're, those really bring me back, you know. Like Sunday mornings driving to church with my dad. There's always uh, the station that would always play the, the old country songs, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. It always brings me right back, you know. Yeah, yeah. It is... Uh, yeah, really, really um, just smooth, you know? Everything just sounds so, like, purposeful, um, you know? Mm-hmm. This hymn was really, it was uh, from 1835. Wow. Yep. Another old one. Another really old one. Probably a church hymn. It It is, yeah. 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 <laughs> Charlotte Elliott. I don't know what other William. kind of hymns there are. Yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> Let's bring hymns into the. If mainstream. it's a hymn, then it's it's a hymn. It's probably church hymn. Yeah. No, that's that's the new that's the new Zoomer uh, craze that's going to happen is is bringing <laughs> hymns into the mainstream. <laughs> Whatever you got to do. But uh, yeah, this is uh, Charlotte uh, Elliot and William Bradbury, um, and. Uh, 
This is kind of the beginning of the uh, redemption arc of the uh, main character, the redheaded stranger that we've been following. Um, uh, it's because this is, you know, after he's done all of his killing, it's saying like, and it's only begun at the end of uh, uh, this iteration of Time of the Preacher. So, um, yeah, it, it was about almost exactly halfway through the movie, too. So they, they like, they like spend just as much time on like his, uh, uh, you know, time as a preacher and there's like antagonists and stuff that are also involved that are his family of shitheads. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is where he actually starts to kind of, you know, stop, stop killing people in the story. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, but yeah, the hymn is also about, um, you know, forgiveness and, uh, you know, looking for redemption and stuff. Very, very, uh, these are kind of perfect for a, uh, character that is formerly a preacher too. Um, you know, he went from preacher to being a killer and now, you know, is kind of him starting to come back to himself with a hymn, which is like you know, kind of reminding you of, of his past, reminding yeah, himself of his past. West, you know? What better way to try and recover yourself than the Catholic Church, you know? Yeah, or, yeah. That was, the, that was the thing that was out there, you know? Yeah, yeah, whatever church is, is the the church of the town, you know? Because yes. usually just one uh, back in those days. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, um... I was, I was about to talk more about the movie, but we we shouldn't. Uh, this isn't a movie podcast. This is a uh, music podcast about concept albums, and uh, we have uh, about seven tracks left for you guys. And uh, when we get back uh, on the other side of the break, we have Denver. So he's uh, he's moving from Montana to Denver, uh, probably just to uh, get away from the heat of uh, all those murders. So, uh, yeah, when we come back, uh, we're going to have some more Willie Nelson, Redheaded Stranger, right after this. The album concept hour. The album concept hour. Welcome back, everybody, to the album concept hour. Uh, we are here to discuss Willie Nelson's Redheaded Stranger. We've already talked about uh, the first half of his uh, the Redheaded Stranger story arc. And uh, now we're getting to his new start in Denver. So, uh, yeah, let's just, uh, let's play that quick and then we'll, we'll talk about it. And they smiled at each other as they walked through the door. And they danced with their smiles on their faces. And they danced with a smile on their face. He met someone. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, yeah. It's important. That helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Loneliness sucks. Out, yeah. in, De- out in Denver. Yeah. Yeah, that's where his new new start uh, begins. Um, and it kind of uh, it's it's similar, I think, in structure to like I couldn't believe it was true because like really short, um, and uh, it's just kind of exposition, you know. Um, who is this, uh, who is this one by, Jake? 
Denver. Yeah. That says Nelson. I'm pretty sure it's Willie Nelson, but it could be. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's. it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. This his sister could be, could be writing yeah. it too, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Like on the latter ones where it's instrumental piano, I'm like that should be. They really should just say, you know, W Nelson or B Nelson. It wouldn't be that hard. Oh, so his sister's in the band playing. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bobby Nelson, his okay, elder okay. sister, ninety-one oh. years old. Wow, I did not know that. She's still around too. Yes, as of this recording. Wow, that's amazing. When it's uh, you know, when he was let's... his band, the family. She was part of the family and the band. Yeah, like literally part of the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I love it when uh you find the find you know brothers uh sisters or brothers and sisters just or siblings. What am I trying to say? Um, you know, working together in a band, it's it's a really its own you know kind of synchronicity. You know, but um, didn't know that though. Listening to this, um. But yeah, it does seem like it's kind of, you know, building off of the, you know, direct story of Time of the Preacher and the, you know, medleys moving on towards this. So, yeah, makes sense. But this next one is uh, not written by him. This is another really, really old tune. Um, This is by uh, the classical uh, Mexican composer... uh, Viventino... Juventino, yes, Rosas, uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, this is Over the Waves. Yeah, so you, you so probably recognize that. Olas. You know, I I didn't even know that, like, that's who wrote it. And I I kind of thought it had, like, a real, you know, oh, real, real, like, Latino theme, you know. Mm. Mm. Well, it's like a standard. It's an old standard, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you hear this. Popular in, like, as movies, a classic wall. You hear this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is really, really feel the waves in the background, you know, like you're really kind of like good. That's really good. It's mm. it's like the first time you do get like, I mean, almost it's almost like Hawaiian, like, you know, like for us, like as Americans here, you know, it's not, you know, well, most of this is like in a kind of somber kind of uh, mode, like uh, before this track. But then this is like the first time it's like truly like celebratory you know mm-hmm. um because he's uh this is you know this is supposed to be taking place after uh, you know after like i think over decades maybe um that the whole story takes place so this is like after you know just kind of having lived with the things that he did uh you know after being a preacher and then um this is kind of the first time he's uh allowing him someone to to get in a little bit um and and hopefully he won't he won't shoot this one and he you know it'll be over the waves forever 
But I think he's I think he's learned his lesson. I think in the in the in the movie, like he mentions <laughs> that he is remorseful of what he did, and he wishes you know he he said that he meant it at the time, but he definitely didn't. You know, the character moved on from it. Uh, anyway, this. Uh, yeah, this is an instrumental, uh, and uh, the next track is also an instrumental. So, like, I like that he kind of sits in the celebration of uh, of meeting someone uh, that really uh, sees him uh, and, you know, understands uh, what he's gone through. Um, but, yeah, this, is, this next track is called uh, Down Yonder. The person that wrote this was Lewis Wolf Gilbert. He was born in 1886 in Odessa, uh, which was part of the Russian Empire at the time. And he was part of Tin Pan Alley. Wait, what? Of the, Is there uh, a band called the Russian Empire? No, like literally he was born in the Russian Empire. Oh. oh in the 1880s. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Duh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot about the 1880s part. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's, and, that, that's pretty wild. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> part of Tin Pan Alley, the, if you don't know about Tin Pan Alley, a uh, collection of music publishers and songwriters in New York City who dominated popular music in the United States in the late 19th century and early 20th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were a part of that like uh, stage in America where there was like a lot of monopolies, right? So they were one of the... Yeah. One of the big ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in music, but sure. But it was just like a place where you could, like, you know, Tin Pan Alley is, it's you could just, hear yeah. hear all of these, you know, like, I believe that's how it got its name is because of uh, you, like, and hear, you could go around there and you'd hear all these pianos, like, being played at, in different things because... Oh, there's so many people like a tin pan there. Yeah, and we're playing, trying to create music, and yeah, yeah, huh? That'd be pretty cool, actually. Although I'm sure it was. Oh well, I guess never mind. Never mind. I'm just going. I I just have a lot of thoughts going on. Like, could they record like stuff right? But then, like, they don't have mics. They couldn't Um, record anything. It was just sheet music. Practicing. Yeah, and and then writing it down on sheet music, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man. Couldn't imagine yeah, this, this sleeping. Is a song that I thought very sound very like ragtimey. Like, yeah, because yeah. it was right, yeah, it was L- literally. Song, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Down didn't even yonder from a guy yeah. from the Russian Empire. That's awesome. It was played by Bobby Nelson. Thank yeah. you for making that clarification, there, guys. Featuring Bobby Nelson on the piano. Yeah, really, really shredding on the piano in this one, like. You know, kind of like you were saying, like there's someone like on the piano and people are kind of moving in and out of the, uh, you know, group while the whole thing plays, you know. Um, yeah, great, great track, though. Down Yonder. Um, 1921 was this the year of this one. And I love. Yeah. And there's so many down yonder ones. like down yonder means 
the American South if if we didn't have to. Oh yeah, just I'd, to make sure everybody knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's not down under. That would be Australia. This is down right. yonder. Yonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> um, down yonder. What was that, John? Very much down yonder. Yeah. Very, very much so. Yes, deep down yonder. Um, but yeah, this uh, this next track though, uh, it's uh, you know, getting, getting back to some of the softer stuff. This is "Can I Sleep in Your Arms." Can I sleep in your arms tonight? It's so cold. This one was originally released by Jeannie Seeley in 1973. It was written by Hank Cochran, who was yeah. a uh, member of Willie's band at one point as well, and had a number of songs that uh, that charted as well from 1962 to 1980. Seven times is, on the is... Billboard Country Music Charts. And apparently he's also one of the guys that uh, helped get, discover Willie Nelson and uh, and get him uh, popular, according to someone on Genius. <laughs> uh, does that sound right to you, Jake? Sounds right to me. Yeah, because uh, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, look as much into him, but yeah, he's uh, they're very close. They worked a lot together, and uh, I don't he know wrote the song "Make the World Go Away." It's a big hit. Okay. Do you know, uh, in your notes, do you know who's singing on this one? Because I couldn't find out who was, like, vocal, who, who was harmonizing with him, or if it was just a, like, redub. Yeah, I don't know. It very well could just be him, you know. Singing with himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking maybe his sister, because it did sound very familiar to I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It's always possible it's somebody who wasn't credited on the album. You know, like that that happens a lot. Like the further back you go, you know. Could be. Could be. Just somebody that was like harmonizing with them and it, and it worked. and Yeah, because it does work really like, that's what makes me think it might be him. Because like it does blend really really well with... i just don't see him doing that back then but you you could be right you know i don't well, know Well, that's the thing like it's with the production it's really right. like it seems so effortless and like it's a it's would be right. a whole band playing uh in like one take but you know it could just be a subtle decision or something who knows um but anybody yeah, really... know, please send us a message you know yes yes <laughs> How do we do that, Brad? Oh, you can go to uh, our Twitter at uh, Album Concept Pod, or you can uh, go on our Discord, uh, the the Album Concept Hour Discord, which uh, there's going to be a link in the description uh, uh, for that as well. So there are ways. Did you have a phone this. number too? Oh yeah, that's right. And, and they you can text leave, as well. If you want to leave a voicemail message or or text something like or text, I, can you? Can, I don't know if. Do they text? I think you can. Oh shit! Maybe they do. I've never tried that on Google Voice, but um, yeah. If you want, what to... what Google Voice? What are you talking about? 
I think that I the have real phone Vo- number. I have a Google Voice. No, it's from Google Voice, though. It's, yeah, I was trying it, to. It's one eight one six zero eight. I almost said eight hundred one six zero eight. Hit nerd. That is one six zero eight H I T N E R D. So uh, yeah, yeah. You can leave a voicemail message if you have uh, if you if you ever have any corrections or or comments on the show. We'd love to hear from you guys. But please be nice. Yeah, so far I've just uh, somehow gotten a, some on some spam list. Like I don't know how, because oh wait, never mind. Someone out there probably <laughs> fucking put this on a spam list. <laughs> well, uh, whoever whoever did put this on our our number on a spam list, uh, thank you. Uh, but but please just leave a message next time. Um, if you're nice, we'll probably do what you asked. You know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do whatever you ask. The suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever yeah. you ask. Um, but uh, I was gonna the, play. The... I was gonna play one of the voicemails that I got. Oh, you got a voicemail? Yeah, this person. Um, for he's got to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have a voicemail the... for the show. Is it for the uh, the podcast or the radio show? Well, they're the same thing. Oh, you do. Oh, I didn't know you did the. You released the uh, uh, longer conversations on the radio too. Yeah. What? What kind? Of, what is long? Because you talk between about the artists, sheets. You mean between the sheets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no! That's not on there. No. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's just on podcast, right? Yeah. Um. All right. I think this should work. So we'll see. Yeah, something should be picking um, up. We'll see if this comes across. Yeah. Yeah. Am I led to believe that there is an actual space uh, as a radio DJ? Uh, I don't know. Take the snake roster. Maybe try Jake uh, the human thing behind a desk talking into a microphone roster. I feel like that'd be more accurate. Uh, yeah. That's false advertising, buddy. Try again. So, anyway, <laughs> someone left me that. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to leave a voice message, voicemail message, even in that vein, I am open to it. You know, um, we've had the album concept hour for a while for our title, but you know, I'm, I'm you know, we're we're always open to to suggestions. As <laughs> long as you're nice, that's fucking hilarious, though. You probably you probably just listen to the radio, just 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 fucking drunk, just like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna call in. Uh, <laughs> probably giggling with his friends um but yeah this next track uh is uh i I was trying to try to think of a transition but i i just want you to remember me guys uh this next track is remember me when the candlelights are gleaming a brighter face may take my place when we're apart another love with a heart more bold and free but in the end fair weather friends yeah yeah this is uh kind of the uh more serious uh discussion after the initial um you know uh what honeymoon period is that what they call it yeah. um but uh yeah yeah this uh, was Scott Gene Wiseman who wrote the song. 
He was a part of Lulu, Bell, and Scotty, were major music acts of the 30s and 40s, dubbed the Sweethearts of Country Music. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, was this originally uh, sang by uh, the, uh, what was her name? Scott Green and uh, Lulu. Was it sang by Lulu or, or Scott Green? Uh, they were a couple that sang a lot of duets like together. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, that would from my from what I got, that's that's what yeah. they did. They they sang nice. a song together. Yeah, yeah. I like I like a good duet. Um and uh again, fits perfectly with the uh you know, the theme of the, the album. Uh this is uh talking about how you know Va- the vows hold on you once told me that you were mine forever and i was yours till the end of eternity but all those vows are broken now and i will never be the same except in memory so he's kind of uh saying to uh you know the the new uh lady he's met that uh his his vows are are done and he's he's a he's a free agent <laughs> Uh, he's also being he's also he's on the market like he's be like remember me you know like he's yeah. being pretty toxic too you know <laughs> i, oh, I do you saw think this he's... sorry what jake i was th- i saw this and then i was like was this from um coco you know was this the inspiration for coco that song oh, in coco great song mm. by the way yeah anyway. it's not but oh, does that have a similar kind of uh Kind well, it's titled book. "Remember Me." Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. There's probably like but, a handful of those. Yeah, but it's not "Remember Me" when the candlelights are gleaming. No, right? no, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. It's um, it's I, I, what I uh, I like about this as opposed to kind of earlier is like you never really get to see the uh, positive part of the relationship between him and his his former wife. You know, you just pretty much get the part of the story where, uh, you know, he finds uh, her being adulterous and then murders her and and her lover. Um, You don't really get this, like, kind of frank, uh, uh, you know, discussion between the two or the the fun, lovey stuff, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, kind of uh refreshing in this album uh to have this uh more positive stuff later in the album you know because uh yeah like i said earlier the earlier stuff is like oh man this is like sad drinking music kind of you know um but yeah yeah really enjoyed this uh the way he sings uh i was really really impressed with just throughout the album um he has a really just I don't know what it is, but like he's it's melodic, you know. Yeah, you know, he's not he's not like quite singing, but he's still still making it sound good, you know. Well, and he's he's moving between like so many. Um, he makes so many weird decisions with uh, with the melodies that he's singing. He doesn't necessarily go where you think he's gonna go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But somehow um, he makes it work. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Well, it's taking that scale that 
if you've played music before and mm-hmm. improvised that you that blues scale or whatever it is that you play notes within that scale and it sounds it's gonna sound good. Yeah, yeah, and, and it, it if it's if you're doing it wrong, you know that comes through too. But he's not. He's he's definitely you know he knows what's going on. Yeah, you got a very good ear. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Might not have the like, you know, most clean voice, but he's got a great ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I am definitely growing to appreciate his voice more and more the more I hear it. Like it's, I think it is definitely one of those voices that grows on you, because um, it isn't. It is doesn't sound seem like particularly fascinating at first, but he just continues to amaze. Um, but yeah, we have uh, we have two more tracks for you guys. Uh, this next track is uh, where he finally really uh, you know kind of takes takes responsibility for his life, and then he's he's you know a new man. This is Hands on the Wheel. I, I looked in your eyes And I found myself in you And I looked to the stars Right all on the bars And I've nearly gone up in Okay, that's exactly what I'm talking about in that clip. Like he's just he's doing these like very it's almost like bravado or uh vi- vibrato or whatever it's called where like you kind of, you know, waver between a few mm-hmm. notes, but he's doing it in longer intervals, which is like I don't know, it's just it's just got it's usually you do that with a with an instrument. Yeah, 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 you yeah. You don't do that. You don't usually do that with your voice. No. But he's using his he's using his voice like an instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is written by sorry, John. This one's written by Bill Callery. Bill Callery. Okay. Okay. C A L L E R Y. And then uh yeah, yeah. Uh, what were you gonna say, John? No, no, I was just talking about before, like, you know, like the that's a good song and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a very very you know romantic kind of like this feels like a it could be like a wedding tune maybe you know it's a very like you know dedicating yourselves to one another kind of uh, song. Uh, in the shade of an oak, tr- oak down by the river sat an old man and a boy. Setting still, spinning tails, and fishing for whales with a lady they both enjoy. So he's finally got kind of the, you know, home and family that he, I think, wanted to begin with, uh, you know, going into the preacher profession, uh, especially. Um, so, yeah. No, I think, I think what you were talking about earlier, like with his like spreading of the, the notes, you know, is. He's like spreading it into like other like when he's like talk like doing a word you know yeah it's just like almost like a, a note you know in, in a song yeah. yeah he's like spreading his like vocal range into the next word but then bumping up and that's yeah kind of, like, odd to do but yeah he makes it work you know it's almost like Johnny Cash did like something similar even even Bob Dylan you know 
Yeah, especially Bob Dylan. One of those yeah, one of those song structures that's really yeah. cool to have that we the we we listen to and we respect. Because yeah. It some very good poetry, some good mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Like he is uh he's just a talented musician and songwriter. Uh mm-hmm. Well, I mean, in this case, not so much the songwriter, but like arranger. What? Arranger. A song arranger. Arrange, like song oh, arranger. Oh, arranger. A R R E N. Yeah. I thought you said A space ranger. A ranger. Like I was of like, songs. Yeah. Like, well, ranger? no. In, in the movie, yeah. in the movie, he was just a preacher guy. I don't think he was a ranger, but. Uh, well, in the sequel. <laughs> what sequel? There's a sequel. No, but maybe you know. <laughs> I was about to say they wrapped it up pretty good. He was pretty old by the end of it. But and we're gonna finance with your well, help. in you know the next type of uh, movie, not maybe not this like direct sequel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but take it away, I, Brad. I'd watch. I'd watch a sequel to this. You know, re- revisit the characters. Uh, Thirty years down the road, you know, well, nineteen. Get, you get one of those kickstarters going. We'll we'll organize. See how, see how those guys deal with like World War One and World War Two. You know, I think that's a part of the story that needs to be told. Uh, You're absolutely well. Right. As as we um we were talking about this earlier, and we talked about how uh, Levon Helm was supposed to be in the movie. He was supposed to be. Oh yeah, that's right, Sheriff Scooby. Or Scobie, yeah, Scobie, Scobie, and he um, and he shot himself while <laughs> practicing pistol like yeah. moves in his backyard, and so they had to recast that part. Yeah, yeah, right. But, cast his leg too. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> yeah, it would have been really cool to see both of those guys on screen together, Willie and and Levon. That would have been uh. Like I was saying earlier, just that it would like I love the guy that plays Scobie in the movie. Like he's actually really, really fantastic. But uh, I don't know. It would just would have been something else to see him and Willie just palling around, having adventures and stuff. But um, they got someone that looks like uh, 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 oh shit! I can't think of his name right now. The guy that played Hellboy originally. Ron um, Perlman. Ron Perlman. He had a yeah, real, yeah. he had a real Ron Perlman look to him. Uh, the guy that that replaced Levon. So didn't look anything like Levon. So they went with a, in a completely different direction. Um, but yeah, it's really liked the movie. That, you know, it's it's like Van Halen when Van Halen went from Van Halen to Van Hagar. You know, oh yeah, nothing like Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be like Van Halen. You know, he's his own his own thing. Well, Brad, I just watched a really sick solo by him, so I I I, I was just blown away by it. But, well, Eddie Van Halen was still in the group, Brad. Yeah, Brad. I'm talking about like <laughs> when David Lee Roth went David to Sammy Roth Hagar. And Van, yeah, Hagar, Van, they call Sorry. Van Hagar because it's not Van Halen. Okay, okay, okay. I got confused. It, it, yeah, it, there was definitely change, definite change in the group. I like both versions of the band, but I do too myself. I I agree as well. 
but it's just not it's just not the same thing you know you have to agree with that. brad needs to listen to the between the sheets episodes on eddie van halen yeah 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 i always and then uh, he'd know all about van hagar versus van halen yeah yeah i because i don't i don't know the which is on the under the cover on the, on the not... under the covers with jake the snake foster the podcast feed yeah. Uh, on only on Spotify, which doesn't look great right now, but that's the only way we could get it on. So. Yeah. What the fuck, Spotify? Uh. Anyway. Uh. Hands on the wheel. Um. I this is really probably like... how a lot of people are listening to this right now. Yeah. 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 Keep your hands on the wheel. Uh. It's very important that you do that. I know there's that. Jesus take send a letter song, to but... Joe Rogan and get him <laughs> off of this company. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Just just fucking why is he still a thing? Um, but uh yeah, we have uh one track left for you guys. Um this is uh Bandera and this is another uh, instrumental track featuring um, Bobby Nelson. Oh, another Bobby Nelson. Here is Bandera. You know, this is this is definitely like the walk off into the sunset kind of song. Yeah. You know, definitely. This, this is the end credits. This is the end. Everything's done. Mm -hmm. We're yeah. all going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's time it's to go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. No, it's, uh, yeah. I it's, like that you got like outro. that song too, like that. Like, that's. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty short one, so I, I almost got the whole thing, but uh yeah, it would it was like uh what is it? What is it? Oh never mind, never mind. This one's two sixteen. So I just got the tail end of that one. Yeah, yeah, no. You you got the right yeah, part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice uh end of the of the album. Uh Bandera is a flag in Spanish. And uh, there was a few uh, ideas of what the you know they could mean by that, but uh, I like the uh, the someone suggested in the comments uh, that it could refer to uh, bajo la bandera de la uh, renovación, which means flag of renewal. Um, hmm. Which okay, think, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that would fit with the you know the overall theme of the the album because this is when he's like not only he's, he's fallen in love, but he's like created a family. He's put roots down, and he's you know finally feels like he's uh, uh, redeemed himself. Although you know by today's standards, he should probably still have served some time. But this is the Wild West, and uh, this know. is the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's not the way that's not the way it was in 1901 in in, in Denver and Montana, I guess. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a it's a really really uh, 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 fun album. I really uh, enjoyed it more than I was anticipating. 
Uh, I didn't know what to expect, of course, because I'm not the country guy. But um, yeah, like I didn't, whole... I didn't either, you know. Um, and I think I put this one on the list. Yeah, I think, and I, I think so. I think John maybe it was... mentioned it at some point too but it's i think i mentioned it first though when we were going through the outlaws um there was the two this one and then the honky tonk heroes were the were the two that kind of yeah launched launched those two yeah yeah yeah, because we were like we need to do something from willie and waylon uh separate yeah yeah yeah. um because yeah it was number one on cmt's 40th 40 greatest albums in country music so um, I think it deserves that. Yeah, that means a lot. And uh, one eighty-three on Rolling Stone's list, their original uh, five hundred greatest albums of all time, and it fell again. It fell um, in the latest incarnation, but it's still at like two sixty something. So yeah, yeah, nice. What were you gonna say, John? No, we should definitely do something from like Whalen though too. Now, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think that's the next. Really- we should do something from Whalen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, Honky Tonk, Honky Tonk Heroes is Honky Tonk Heroes is on the list. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, I think we should definitely do that uh, in, in the near future because I, uh, I lo- although I loved the Outlaws, like hearing just solo was just fantastic. Uh, it's just he's just got a really really specific vibe to him you know what i mean i don't i don't know i'm new to i'm new to willie nelson and i'm 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 loving it but uh yeah yeah so we'll get uh, we'll get to more of these guys more of this outlaw country in in a future episode uh but uh yeah before we get out of here we're gonna go around the horn we're gonna find out what everyone has been uh listening to uh lately and what they have to plug uh i will uh start um, I have been listening to, uh, oh, actually, you know, I'm going to plug, uh, well, listening to and plug, uh, our side B episode of, uh, Louisiana that's on, uh, Flyover State TV. Uh, it's our first episode with our, uh, new co-host for that podcast, uh, Katie Kemp, who is, uh, got a, you know, a big, big TikTok, uh, presence or whatever. I don't know the met, how the metrics work for TikTok. Um, but, uh, yeah, we had a really fun episode about Louisiana. We learned about uh, uh, Zydeco music, which is uh, music uh, native to Louisiana, um, and uh, a lot of Cajun and uh, Creole um, music. Uh, really, really fun playlist. So, uh, yeah, just, just I recommend, uh, I'll roll that into my plugs, I recommend going over to uh, either the well, both. I want you to go to both of these, not either, please. Um, Flyover State TV and Flyover State Park. Uh, Flyover State TV is where we do the live streams. Flyover State Park is where uh, we have, you know, random, uh, you know, more edited uh, videos. But uh, yeah, we're really close on Flyover State Park to getting uh, 100 subscribers. And once we get that, we can get a custom URL, which will be fun. Uh, so yeah, go on over there. I think we just need like 17 more over on the Flyover State Park YouTube. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Would really, really appreciate some, some likes and or subscribes, uh, you know, either, both, whatever Subscribe you want people. I appreciate it. And some really, reviews, really right? I appreciate it. Reviews. Reviews. Oh yeah. Actually, speaking about that, I would love if 
like one or two people out there could leave a an iTunes review because uh, we don't have like a horrible rating. They don't call it that anymore, Brad. Oh, is iTunes it... doesn't exist. Oh, right. It's, it's Apple, uh, Apple Music. Apple, Apple no, Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yes. Go to wherever the reviews uh, reside, please, and uh, give us... Subscribe, rate, review. S- yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. That's that's what we're supposed to say. That's what we're supposed to say, right? In that order? Yeah. Subscribe, rate, review. Okay, okay. And then unsubscribe, and then resubscribe, and then rate and review. Ah, uh, okay. That's the pro, that's the pro move, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. That's I would just I would just love just a couple more uh, reviews of the podcast. It would be it'd be nice. Uh, we only have one right now, and it's it's not a very friendly one. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read it or anything. But we'd like more. Uh, what about you, uh, Jake? What are you listening to? What do you got to plug? Did you say my name? Yes. Yes. You broke Jake, up a little bit. Jake the Snake Foster. Oh, okay, yeah. If you You're not a real thing, snake, maybe. are you? Apparently not. Um, okay. yeah. Well, Under the Covers uh, is... I've already got the show recorded because I'm going to be gone this weekend, so ah, nice, uh, our nice. show that will first come out on Groundhog's Day on the 2nd of February in the year 2022, so... Yes. Uh yeah, so that's gonna be on WSUM uh six to eight AM Central Time. Uh and then you can always catch the show on Sunday afternoons on WISOI ninety two point five. Otherwise on Spotify you can catch it. Apparently without Neil Young's music for the right reasons. <laughs> yes. So yes. yeah, yeah. I am st- standing in solidarity with Neil Young, but I'm not taking the show off Spotify because that's the only platform that allows me to play full songs. So, yeah, yeah, you're in a slightly different position. Of, yes, of power. Yes, um, right. But, you know, Neil Young is like he is kind of a staple that needs to make you know can has hopefully made a big impact making this statement. Yeah, um, you know, I I'm in support of Neil Young. Yeah. I'm not in the position to, you know, do that like him. But um, I'm just glad that he's still, uh, you know, he's still bold and he's still, you know, uh, fighting the good fight. You know, I love that he's he's still got that in him. In that spirit, I'm going to play a song from I didn't I didn't. This is before I knew about this whole thing. Yeah. But Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, our house is going to lead off the show this week. Okay. Um, and then a song from Journey, The Sex Pistols, Alice Cooper, Clint Black, Louis Jordan, uh, Fleetwood Mac from Rumors, which uh, came yeah. out, which you I had noted I noted on uh, the show that you guys did an episode on Rumors. Yeah, so, that's that we did uh, in yeah, the early yeah. days. So that's that's still there. And then the Carpenters. Um, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Temptations, Bob Marley, Earl King, some Jimi Hendrix, King Curtis, mm. playing sax and guitar slim, a little bit of Freddie King, nice. and Del Shannon, and that's what we got on the show this week. So lots of lots of good stuff. Hell yeah, we actually have some uh, some 
uh, 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 sorry, uh, Bob Marley coming up soon on the album Concept Hour. We we just clipped out uh, one of the albums recently. Me and John Exodus. Did. Yes, yes. We're not sure when we're doing it though, but uh, we're we're ready. Sounds great. We're ready to go on that one. Um, but uh, nice, nice. Looking forward. That that sounds like a really nice uh, playlist for that episode. Yeah. Uh, what are you? Uh, what about you, John? What have you been uh, listening to uh, lately, and uh, what do you got to plug? All right. Well, I've been listening to a lot of Meatloaf lately. Ah, uh, uh, yes, yes. R.I.P. You know, R.I.P. Meat. Died from COVID. It's okay. Released yeah. a lot of great music. Hoop hoop hoop. Was it COVID that got him? I, I I've I've been hearing rumors that it was COVID. If I'm wrong, please fact check me. I apologize. I thought you were gonna say please fax me. Please, <laughs> yes, please fax. Yeah, I don't know if that works on I, on one six zero eight hit nerd. Go ahead, you can try. Anyway, well, yeah. Otherwise, I've been listening to a lot of Chicago um, because of because uh, of Cobra Kai. You know. Okay. Okay. Terror stuff. You know. Um, even the early stuff. I actually was thinking we could do like Chicago. Um, one of their first, like the Chicago two on the uh okay uh, show at some point maybe even a special episode yeah yeah but, i don't think we have chicago on the list yeah. yet but yeah we yeah. should talk about but, chicago. Uh, well, i was just thinking about it recently yeah. uh, and uh otherwise uh i guess uh otherwise other than uh, always listen to us please uh anything related to us uh jake's show uh the side b kind of stuff and uh Watch Don't Look Up on uh, Netflix. Oh, it's, yeah. That was a good one. It's not really an eye-opener, but it's funny. Like, laugh at it, seriously, because it's it's all true, and it's, it, yeah. it's, all, it's all our shit. <laughs> it's, it, it's a really, like, it's kind of like a, a, I'll say, like, smarter idiocracy. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way to describe it, yeah. actually. Well, because yeah, yeah. it's, like, it's like a current idiocracy, you know? Yeah. That's what... um. Adam McKay said that's what um, he was on Levitard and he talked about he's on there a lot and he yeah. talked about how it was like idiocracy mm-hmm. and how um, how a lot of I don't did I ta- I forget who I talked about this to but um, did I say that like he had to take certain things out of that movie because it was like really happening in real life and <laughs> like he had already written it uh-huh and yeah. That's like he they had to take things out because he like it was so bad like just the situation oh my god with covid and everything so uh-huh. you know, my my favorite part was like the when when they're with the with the president or whatever and they're just like oh you you can't like you, you can't tell people it's 100% like they'll stop working you know you can't, you can't do that <laughs> <laughs> That's, 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 yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Great, great. We'll be clear. Though. We'll be clear by Easter. Yeah. Is what yeah. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember that? Remember when, when, uh, the Cheeto said that? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. did, did, was that? Okay. That was, yeah, that was real life, Brad, yeah. not yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. Sorry. It's hard to tell. Yeah. I, it's very, very yeah. hard to tell sometimes. Um, but yeah, great movie though. Great commentary on, on, uh, living in america today uh and uh yeah yeah uh but we have uh we have been uh talking about willie nelson's redheaded stranger 
Uh, thank you all for tuning in to the album concept hour. And uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, uh, stay safe out there. And uh, I don't, know, I don't know why I'm I'm wrapping this up this way. Uh, guys, have a good a good one out there, and uh, uh, we'll see you next week. Boop boop time. The Album Concept Hour is Brad LeBaron, Dave Gallagher, John Aker, and Jake the Snake Foster. Special thanks to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for the theme music. Join the discussion on our Discord, tweet to us at Album Concept Pod, or for everything else, go to Linktree slash Flyover State Park. See you on Side B.